a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a It's just cadals. Ooh, welcome back to episode number 110 of Witty Banter. 110. 110s. Yeah, we're strictly binary right now, which is pretty, pretty cool. Dope. You know, because binary is cool, man. Computers are cool. Computers are helpful. Zero, 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 one. I'm sure they help you, Hunter the Accountant Dorset. Like zeros and ones help me? Yeah, I mean, do computers? I mean, I guess and so. Zeros eights and, and sixes and fours. Do numbers all over the place? <laughs> Isn't your job just like counting stuff? I mean, I suppose not really, actually, at all. That's but what I always kind of watered it down th- to. Not like Chase, who pretty much just plays video games all day, pretty much living the dream <laughs> out there in I California. I play video games at work. It's awesome. Yeah, that's honestly that is the actual fucking dream. S- Literally, I now have my friend who works uh, in the other building, and he, whenever he needs a break, he's like, hey, you free right now? I'm like, yeah, I'm free right now. Comes over, plays fighting games. It's awesome. That is actually my personal dream, so that's great. <laughs> that somebody's living that out Cause there. Because we've got, we've got like dev kits, and then we've got retail kits, and on the retail kits, you can sign in your own ID. And so I literally, it's just Bodacious Chase on there. I've What's downloaded up? every fighting game that I own, and... Nice. When you need to throw it on, you throw it on, man. <laughs> like the other night, I was stuck late, and I was just sitting there waiting for builds to upload, and there was like really nothing more I could do. Yeah. Sitting there practicing Guilty Gear, man. Ooh, man. Have you, been, have you been practicing Guilty Gear pretty hard? No, actually. Like I've been playing Persona 5 a whole lot because I'm trying to just beat it. Um, I'm like 55 hours in that game and I'm always like two hours away from quitting. I feel like <laughs> and yeah, you seem like you hate that game, but every time I talk to you, like, yeah, I man, I was playing persona five all night last night. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Even you just describing it made me be like, wow, I really <laughs> don't want to play that Not selling game. it for me. I'm telling you, man, like I've, it is, I've never felt, um, I, I, I've been, I've never been so torn about a game cause I can, I can like look at what it does and be very impressed with it. Like the UI and just the style and the slick, co- like the amount of polish of the game is just incredible. But I don't think it's a good video game. Like, Damn. I think you're going to find that more and more going in your career where you'll be able to respect and, and appreciate something, but maybe it's just not a fucking good game in your opinion. Yeah. I mean, like the thing with persona is I, <laughs> I'm not the target audience, blah, blah, blah. I am just looking at the things that it gets so much praise for. And for me, I'm like, I don't think it deserves it, you know? Damn. Um, it out. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. I'm I'm going after this week when I ca- I've seen not so good progress in Guilty Gear. I'm dedicating myself like the next couple of weeks before our, our fighting game weekend to just really grinding it. So. Yeah, we are literally having a fighting game extravaganza where everybody will collect and meet from different cities to not only just represent their cities, but to represent their games, too, as well. I'm really not trying to rep San Diego, but I will rep my pride. (laughs) What do you got against San Diego, man? Uh, well, until we'll keep the the uh, fans updated to see uh, how that goes, uh, the whole fighting game shenanigans. But um, anything going on in the counting world, Hunter? Um, other than Amazon buying Whole Foods, which is pretty dude, that's cool. actually pretty crazy. Pretty yeah. interesting. It is crazy. No. Oh, um, there is some like random huge drop off in um the stock market after the Federal Reserve chairman 
basically made a side statement that assets might be overvalued. So okay, hold on, like, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second here. This is this. Does that statement directly involve your work, or is this just work conversation at accountingfirm.com? This firm. is just com. business lingo. As far as accounting goes, in like my world, I'm about to. We have a, a six thirty deadline this Friday. Well, okay, so now I'm already. I'm really confused now, Hunter. What? Because Max Max is checking in on your world. Okay. And what came out of your mouth first sounds like hot business financial gossip. There's the over umbrella of the hot business financial gossip. His, yeah, his world and is now, And then we dive thinking, into where my world is, which is yeah. irrelevant to that. And now I'm just trying to envision the the office, like the floor, where it's just fucking chatter of like Federal Reserve chairman said. That, like that's uh, the world you're in, Hunter, is a very different world than I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's not, you're not missing a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but yeah, I have I have like a six thirty deadline, and I've been kind of kicking ass up to this point. I've been impressing people. I've been uh, I even have like people that are on the client side be like, "Hey, you're gonna stick around here, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." So, uh, but yeah, six thirty deadline, which means that basically tomorrow I have to work my ass off. Yep. And then I should be good to go. I have like five or six days off straight for Fourth of oh, July. Oh, kick ass! Damn, dude, you're so. Oh lucky. yeah, I have I have the fourth off and Monday off, so I think I, I've got like four days. And uh, David and Diana from Austin are coming up to visit us this weekend. Oh, sick! Oh, David, David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, David. Oh, David, David, David. I know David, David. What's up, David, David? <laughs> well, what about you, Maxie Max? Uh, dude, nothing. I've just been living the dream of not having to do anything really lately. Uh, just been working. Work's been going really well. I've been banking pretty hard That's which awesome. is rare but yeah. amazing now that's that nice. I have that and then not having any other real priorities going on and also today i had like one of the first interactions with like my schooling system that was pleasant mm-hmm. where i essentially went on to sign up for my classes for next year now that i'm in this little major and i'm allowed to and of course the second i get on there it's like oh your account's on hold so you have to jump through all these fucking hoops to get it <laughs> unheld and mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I had to research all why my fucking account was on hold. Ends up I needed to meet with an advisor, went to schedule an appointment. There were no available appointments. And I was like, this, of course, would fucking happen. And I started having my whole little, like, fuck college. I fucking hate the fucking college. <laughs> get, yeah, get, it get sucks. Huffy. I'm getting huffy and puffy. And I just fucking, whatever. I looked at my advisor's email. I just emailed him real quick. and like, hey, dude, <laughs> I'm trying to fucking get in here so hey, I can chotch. yeah, just talk to you so that I'm able to unhold my account, please, whenever you can. Boop. And then he ends up just replying to me like immediately. Super apologetic and it's just like, hey man, sorry, I've been super busy all week. Uh, we'll do it on Friday. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. thank you so much. So it ended up being actually a nice, pleasant experience. So I've been kind of just chilling. Everything's been kind of falling into place lately. You better start watching more One Piece. For all of those yes, people that, that are listening, I don't know if we told you either, Chase. Max and I have agreed to explore a new anime together, and that anime is One Piece. It's one that we neither had watched. It's like an iconic it has, anime. It's iconic. It's one of those ones you want to know about. Yeah. And there's over like 8,000 fucking episodes. Like it is I was about to say, one of like, that's a longest. really long show. Yeah. I don't. We, we're but not. We said fifty. Was yeah, like, we're gonna do like the first. We're gonna season. do fifty, and if we like it, we'll keep going. And uh, so, if you're listening out there, you want to join? Maybe we'll do a review or something. Yeah, at some that's point. cool. I'm down to yeah hash it out. You Maybe too, Chase. You're 50. invited. Yeah, of course. Oh well, thank you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chase. I don't know what you're doing, but you can you can come. Oh man. But I'm ahead. I'm 20 episodes deep. I think Max about half that way. Yeah, you fucking ousted me this week. 
But enough about us. Let's talk about some interesting things, actually, for once, <laughs> you know, on the show. Let's go ahead and scoop into uh, our daily lives. This is Witty Banter. We have a pretty packed little show here. I don't really know what Chase is bringing exactly. I know what you're bringing. You brought a thinker. Just Hunter yeah, let's just table. have Hunter go first, man. Let's dive right into it. Yeah. And okay. Then, yeah. So Hunter, why don't you kind of just hit us hit us with what's going on? Okay. Everybody, we're going to be rehashing on a top three. Top three. Now I emailed or I, I I texted the guys because I wanted them to have a fresh mind and really think about this going in. And There's, like Chase yeah. prefaced before we started the show, I made very specific rules around this prompt. The prompt for this top three is you need to finish the phrase, an ad lib, if you will. Blank is the greatest blank. And you could, it, it could be people. It could be anything that you want it to be. But as long as it fits the terms, blank is the greatest blank. And you feel good that you can argue that, that it's maybe even one of the more objective things that you would like to debate. <laughs> then... You know, well, and, and the reason why it came up is because I actually had a, a like a serious falling out <laughs> for like a day and a half with, with my girlfriend because I said at, at one point I said that I thought Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, and no. she just like refused to believe any aspect of that. And, and so it just it just highlighted to me how objective the term greatest is. So I are subjective. It's completely up to everybody's opinion. So I want to hear what you guys feel grounded in saying this is the greatest that. So I want Max to go first. <laughs> All right, man. I was gonna put he rarely off. goes first, I think. Come on, Golden Boy. I do boy. try to end up just So goddamn off. confident over there. I am confident about my answers, except for this one, because this is there were three that I have to go for. My, my next two are things that I live and die by. But this one is one that I just kind of recently came to think and I just thought about it the other day and I thought that's actually you know what that is fucking true mm-hmm. and that chess is the greatest game between two people of all time chess and let me cash it out for you here okay chess is the ultimate competition in the fact that approaching a chessboard, you are given completely equal opportunity on both sides yes reactions are not a part of this game you don't need to be Instantly reactionary, meaning with age. You can take your time. With age, you don't necessarily get worse. Mm -hmm. Your genetic build as a person does not matter. You could be born as somebody who is very tall. Who cares in chess? You could be super ripped. Doesn't matter in chess. Hmm. It's all about your mental stability and capabilities. And it's a game that is centuries old. It was developed around in the 6th century and is still to this day being dabbled with and unwound and broken down and analyzed in ways that we haven't before. Hmm. And it's a new very, things it's are a very symbolic game. It's constantly used yes. in movies and TVs and, and books and stories as a, like it's always a metaphor. It yeah. shows up in art all the time. Absolutely. And plus you have a great friend in Max Kelleher who could probably get your back at this one. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> and I've been meaning to actually talk to Max recently. So Max, Dude, you're listening you now. Should. 
That fucking dude, I sent him. <laughs> I am down. I sent him uh, my articles the other day that I wrote, and then within eight hours, he sent me back a four-page write-up <laughs> response <laughs> that was both like like complimenting and then tearing down what I had said. It was amazing. That's awesome, and that's the kind that of dude. People like that are generally the capac- with that chance. guy's brain is amazing. Max right? is the greatest person. <laughs> yeah, Max <laughs> is the greatest Max. <laughs> If there ever was. That should have been. That was my runner-up number four. <laughs> so chess, huh? Yeah, man. Interesting. I've been, I've been I would not have thought lot. you would have said that. You know, oh, I've been that, playing that it a lot. And um, I've been like You've been accidentally getting like thrown. I've been accident Like, you know, it's, it started with just like playing with some friends at work. Uh-huh. And to where like it got a little bit more competitive than it should have. Oh. To where now it's like, well, I wonder, now who, I have wonder to whose fault that was. Yeah. <laughs> So now we started researching things. I'm starting to learn about how chess actually works, what your best moves are, what your best defensive moves are, what your best moves are, if they know the best moves, and then it just becomes this big <laughs> rabbit hole effect, right? So interesting, kind of diving into that. But I'd like to talk to Max about that. But that was my number three. Hunter, do you got any uh, games better than chess? Yeah. Do I have to go games? I'm just oh, saying, I'm like, just any challenge. dispute the claim. Well, I always think, uh, well, this is not a legitimate thing, but I always think tic-tac-toe is kind of funny um, between two people. Um, I, I like the fact that you're saying that it's not really physically based. I was like, I don't know. Tennis is pretty fucking awesome between two people. Um, yeah. Golf is pretty kick-ass, too, because it's not really against anybody. It's really just the best you can do, which is kind of cool. But, no, I mean, it's not my... I, I'm not really making an effort to refute you guys. I would love for somebody to. I think if, if something That's jumps out as plainly top, this wrong, three, then I will. Yeah, if but. one of you says the wrong thing, then of <laughs> course I'll come in and I will let you know. But I'm not here to like you know tell you your opinion's wrong. <laughs> I think chess is a pretty great game. Yeah. You're up, Chase. Oh, it's my turn, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll start light, and we'll move. We'll move progressively to the heavier shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit. Cole Blair's house <laughs> in middle school. Is the best sleepover house of all time. It's the greatest sleepover house. Yeah, this is a tough one because I think that listeners don't have any idea what you're talking about. It makes up for Give us a layout of the land. I know. This is the best part. This is the real treat is getting to go through how fucking dope this house was. Why was his house the best sleepover house? Cole Blair's house was one fucking big. And that meant a lot of space. In the upstairs, you got a big entertainment room with all the video game consoles. And and a computer. And a computer literally a step away. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you got some, you got Chase is playing Jardinanes. He's getting the high score (laughs) over there. Max and Hunter are in the uh, TV room playing Dynasty Warriors. Then you say, wow, we've been having a lot of fun. I'm getting hungry. You walk downstairs to Cole's mega kitchen, and maybe you pull out (laughs) a fucking gallon of ice cream out of the freezer (laughs) and make a milkshake. Or maybe you walk into his walk-in pantry that is stocked with gushers and all kinds of tasty treats. It literally was like a small convenience store. (laughs) For free. For free. It was a free small convenience store. That was insane. Mm -hmm. Everything was fully stocked. There was always the like and just like a plethora of different like candies or like not candies, but just like, you know, snacks. It's just cadaver. Because sometimes, you know, people have like, oh, yeah. when we go to Blank's house, they always have like moon pies and like we'll always get. Moon yeah, pies I had my oatmeal cream pie Yeah, or oatmeal cream pie. But I was pretty greedy about them. I didn't yeah, know. but yeah. you can't. Yeah, Hunter never, <laughs> yeah, Hunter was runner up almost except for the host sucked. Because there's only a limited amount of cream pies. <laughs> but he had everything. Not true. Like he had, you know what I mean? Like he had like fruit roll ups. 
and Gushers and Fruit by the Foot. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, and like salty cheddar popcorn yeah, and yeah, granola like, bars and everything you could want, right? Oh, so then he's got a slick pool yep. in the back. But one of the other things that I don't think we really, that I think we really took for granted is like, Usually you got to be a little quiet when you're at someone's house spending the night. If you're at Tom Reichert's house, you're afraid to even make a sound <laughs> because his parents might come in and kill you, as, yeah. as he would say. But at Cole's house, we would play hide and seek on the entire second floor where his parents, like their door to their master bedroom was like 15 feet downstairs. Mm-hmm. And we're like screaming at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never a word, man. They never yeah. care. Yeah, I don't think I ever remember his parents ever speaking up against us being too loud. And ever, we definitely ever. were too loud. Man. Oh, All yeah. The time. All of the fucking time. So, can I ask, did Ninja Assassin start at Cole Blair's house? Or was that at my house? I think Ninja Assassin grew from what was at Cole's house. Because Cole's house was just hide and seek in the pitch black darkness, and then Ninja Assassin became the same thing with a flag, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was very true. Yeah, and I remember also like playing. We even played shit out in the front yard. Like uh, he had his you know basketball hoop, and mm-hmm. we played a little tag like across the street tag and shit. Sounds like I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that you're so willing to let this go, Hunter. I feel like you had. The I second loved house. my house. You had the second best house. I mean, like what? Over what mine? It? What was which? Oh, I didn't get to experience your that one house. That you See, had I think that time. my house was everything. I just felt uncomfortable spending the night at my house, which made it uncomfortable for everyone else. Yeah, but because like it would be like yeah, we'd it would be like twelve at night, and we'd like fart too loud or something, and then my mom's like, <laughs> that's ah. not true. I don't remember your parents ever getting that super. They've pissed. called me down. I don't think <laughs> time I don't remember and time that again. at all. And I was just a little, I was a little paranoid. I'm a, I'm a paranoid body. Yeah, it's true. But I think I got Chase's house beat. I think we went to Uh-oh. Chase's house more. But I oh, think my uh, house was a cooler spend the night house. Uh oh, Chase, that's some Damn. fighting words. That was fucking icy. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that was hard, dude. <laughs> well, dude, it's because guard. like that dream. That's like literally like since we've left that house, I always like look fondly at that house and I'm like shit. I miss that house so fucking bad. Yeah, I mean that was the house the you pool, grew up in, dude, and the diving board. I mean, the, the diving board was the best diving board I've ever jumped off of. So <laughs> yeah, I was into the game room too with a long fucking shag carpet and the pool. Like we oh. we learned about voodoo and run what around. Was the game? What was the game? It was called? like run around, right? Was it called? Is that run what we called? It's definitely not called run around. Well, because it was only the cue ball and eight ball. Yeah, well, that game what else was you fun. fucking call? It? You just you run around. Broke the table. your fingers every time you grab that cue ball. Definitely oh, more memories at Chase's place, though. But Colbert's is solid. I'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. Cole's still number one. That's for sure. My Number two is debatable. My number three is going to be that it's a little more serious, I guess. I, I'm going to claim <laughs> Michael Jackson is the greatest. Is the greatest singer of all time. No, I, I'm going to say he's the greatest musical entertainer of all time. I, don't, I think you could say that there are greater musicians. I think you can say there are greater entertainers. I don't think you can say that there's a greater person in music that was a better entertainer or a greater person. Like, okay, so what what does that mean exactly? Because I think there's a vast, I think there's a greater number of people who are more entertained by other artists than who were entertained musically by Michael Jackson. I don't know. Because what I'm going to say is first, Michael Jackson is essentially considered the king of pop. He's also considered the person who birthed 
music videos. He was like the person that it was like the innovator of the beginnings of music videos and made them popular and kind of what they are. So today. and so music videos in, are going to count towards your entertainment of people. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's content. It's production. That's fair. No, I was just originally I was just thinking only live concerts. He had 750 million albums sold. He had 13 Grammys, 13 number one singles. He spent 2,086 weeks on Billboard charts for his singles, and like I think four, over 4,000 for his albums. Um, so how does that make him entertaining? Because he had the fucking glove. He had the red jacket. <laughs> Wait, what? He had the moonwalk. He had the fucking uh, like the crotch grab and the <laughs> he has so those like, are a lot of those are a lot of iconic moves. Yeah, iconic those moves. are all okay. iconic things that he created that people are like, holy shit, this is awesome. That's like what made him famous. Name other, name another name another like uh, entertainer in music. That has like three things that are super iconic that they do regularly. You got Lady Gaga's meat suit, so there's that one. <laughs> you got Guar. Guar concerts are super yeah, what about iconic. Guar concerts. Yeah. They're just like crazy and flambastic. <laughs> and you couldn't say the same thing about a Michael Jackson no. concert. No, <laughs> Michael Jackson fucking on one of his concert tours, uh, on several of his on several of his shows, he took a fucking jetpack. And flew off the stage. He just flew off. And people were like, There's holy no way shit. That's no, true. Look at the fuck up. <laughs> a jetpack? Yeah. No. It was like a 92. Before jetpacks were like a thing. Are they a thing now? They're closer to a thing. <laughs> Thanks to Michael Jackson. Yeah. But the moonwalk, man, he was just like an incredible dancer, an incredible singer, an incredible choreographer. And he was just detailed I to think, the T. I think. Elton John could give him a run for his money, though, in this title. I think Elton John okay. is one of the is one of the world's greatest talents in the same way that Michael Jackson is. Is also super iconic with the way that his shows operate, and his shows are just incredibly entertaining. Right. Uh, one of the things that really tipped me off to this thing, though, was like when I look at people in the audience during shows. You have a lot of artists that have people up front that are smiling and singing every word. That's, you know, that's kind of common. Rarely do I see anymore people that are like bawling their eyes out throughout a concert. That shit happened with like Elvis. That shit happened with the Beatles. One and that direction. shit happened with, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think One Direction was big, but it was like Jonas Brothers. It was like, you know, teenage girls that were just like, mm. eh. Michael Jackson had like full grown men crying their eyes out. <laughs> yeah, it I was mean, crazy. Hey, we'll see, but this is but this gets into what I was originally thinking it was gonna go down. If we're talking about like crowd reactions as entertainment, like when you look at Metallica playing soccer stadiums and they're literally loud enough that you can hear them from like a city away. Well, don't you how think does, that that's also due to the nature of the music? Is like it's rowdier, more intense music, so people are going to be louder and crazier? No. I mean, I go to loud, intense, rowdy concerts all the time where the crowd is just sitting there staring. You know, There's a connection that Metallica has with their audience that they're, they are super talented in. Like, they're such good performers that they draw people into the show and they lower those inhibitions to act in such a way, which then makes everything else rise to a degree that it's never been seen. You know? Right. I agree. But I'm still unfazed. I still think... 
You're definitely phased. I still, I've seen some phase. I still don't think that there's somebody that had as many iconic things, that had the track record, that had people that were like blown away by the shit that he did, and that I just don't think that anybody was quite as entertaining as he was. I just think he was an interesting, incredibly talented dude, and I think that's my number three. I respect I'll leave it. it there. Yeah, no, I respect that for sure. Max, to you. All right, so my number two, and this is one that I'm very passionate about and I truly believe, and I think Chase will definitely agree with me. Oh. Is that Ip Man is the best yes. fucking <laughs> kung fu movie <laughs> there is currently at this moment, easily without a doubt. Okay. Now, now why? Because I have a top three favorite, you know, me too. Uh, and I believe ours movies. are the same exact top threes. And I feel like movies like The Protector oh, and amazing. The Raid Excellent. might have moments that are more impressive from a choreography standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with The Protector, right? Like, I think that's just the performance by Tony Jaa throughout the entire movie yeah. is maybe like more impressive than um, Donnie Yen's. And I think maybe taking that out separately is like why the, 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 the protector is number two, at least for me. Like Tony Jaw at like his particular moments of grandioseness in that movie are what make that movie so amazing. Not necessarily like everything else that accompanies the movie. So what is the everything else? Because and this is because this is where things get tricky, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I like to like it's easy to recommend It Man because it's one of the only martial arts movies that has a story that's somewhat watchable yeah. and you don't have to apologize like you don't have to explain to people that oh no you make fun of this part and you marvel at this part. You don't do that right? at all in It Man. Like not even But does that make it a better kung fu movie or does it just make it a better movie? Um I think a kung fu movie is a movie. So yes. I would say that taking out something that people have I just at this point societally said that like this is the novelty of a kung fu movie and like adding something with substance to it does not take away from the fact that it is still a fantastic kung fu movie and it has like you said a somewhat watchable story which I I would even say goes beyond that I think that the story like well it's not the most compelling story in the world it is still like a good story it's still something that you connect with it's still something that you follow and can understand easily and can identify with and on top of that, he kicks 10 black belts asses and it's the fucking coolest thing you've ever fucking seen in your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I relish the moments when I get to show that clip to people for the first time because <laughs> I literally yeah. get to say, I'm about to make your life better. Dude, it really <laughs> right is before they watch the it. best choreographed fight scene, I think, in my opinion, in, in <laughs> Kung Fu. It's the best choreographed oh, fight dude, scene. Dude, Captain in, America 2, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's a close Max. second, dude. dude karate Kid. <laughs> Come right. on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what are you fighting against, though? You've got the Bruce Lee classics. Yeah, of course. Which got, I, I like a lot of those, yeah. You know, Chinese Connection, Fist of Legend, Into the Dragon, Fucking Game of Death, all those. And then you have the you have the other, uh, you've got the Raid, the Raid 2. Raid 1 and the 2. The Protector. The um, Protector 2. Oh. Just kidding. That movie sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and when, then what was... um. What was the other Tony? Ong Bak. Ong Bak is Bok sick. Is there's, some awesome. other, there's some other Donnie Yen movies. So, mm-hmm. how like how are, how are you at least going above the Bruce Lee films? Who who is 
an icon, you know? Like, how would I say that those don't measure that up? Those don't measure up. Because I would argue, like, a lot of Bruce Lee films, the reason why they're so good is just because of the heart that you mm-hmm. can see in Bruce Lee, like, the seriousness that is coming through the screen. And, like, I, I always feel just in awe of looking at him, like, of yeah. watching this man. I, think and you I don't can feel, feel that his, as much. Yeah. I mean, you can feel his passion, but I think you can feel his passion more as Bruce Lee than you can as the character or you can as so, like the person. And that's does, cool. And that's great. I'm just saying that at the same time, I think for me that while that is awesome and amazing, it does take me out of what is the film. And it puts me into, I am watching this dude, a dude kick ass, which is again, awesome so? about Kung Fu, but I'm saying it's still taking me out of the film itself. So when you can add both of those together and when I can yeah, but see, dude, it, well, yeah, I mean, how often are you turning on a kung fu movie to kung fu movie to say like I can't wait to get into this film? I mean, well, I just mo- most don't, of the yeah, time I really totally could cool. not like I really I most of the time I don't care about anything else rather other than like how much fighting is in it and how good the fighting is. That's totally fine and that's totally acceptable. But I think that what separates Itmon from that is that it has all of those things. When you compare it, just tear out all the fight scenes, tear yeah. out all the fight scenes of all these movies. And they're all comparable within themselves. And then you tear out the rest of the movie and compare them. And Itmon is, I think, number one. I can't imagine sure. why, you would, why you would argue that any of the other movies were up there as well. So when you then say that, like, okay, it has that, then it has the movie element to it. Okay, on top of the fact that you're now in that world and then you are also seeing this person demonstrate some sort of kung fu or martial arts expertise in that world. And you are not uh-huh. only in awe by how badass and how kick-ass that fight is, you're also rooting for the character themselves. And yeah. I was rooting for Iman the whole time. Like, for <laughs> man, sure. I wanted, dude, that I wanted that dude to <laughs> wreck everyone, man. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's, that's where my argument is kind of rooted in. And I think it just really is the most beautifully choreographed fight scenes I've ever seen and have seen in a while. I'd say that, like, I would say that choreography is probably only compared to by maybe the raid. I think that the raid scenes were, like, 100%. When I saw it happening, I could not. There was a lot of times where I couldn't even tell that it was a movie. When, like, the way just that they enamored. fucking had Yeah, I was just blown away by how realistic and how, like, hard everything felt. Right? That's how I felt about fucking Ipmon 2 mm. as well. But there's also, again, all the other things that I disclosed earlier. So, okay. But that being said, The Protector and The Raid are two very close seconds. The oh. Elite 3, dude. That is the Elite Kung Fu 3. I don't have a whole lot of counter arguments here. Yeah. I watched it, man. I liked it. I don't think I was like super drawn into the story, but I mean, I don't think I watched it very closely. Either, yeah, so. I don't also want to say that it's like the most compelling story ever. <laughs> I'm saying that like comparatively to nothing. You yes. know what I mean? Because Correct. that's what you're comparing it to. Okay. Chase, what you got at number two? All right. Another one, a little goofy, but I'm going to say the choice to cast Keanu Reeves as Neo was the single greatest <laughs> casting decision of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? All wow. right. Wow. Well, you know what? Let's let him have the floor. I can see him writing stuff yeah, down. Yeah, make your case. Please make your case. I'm, I mean, there's not much here. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. He's badass for one. Um, he doesn't talk. What <laughs> I was thinking of is I legitimately don't think that movie would be nearly as phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal as in it being a phenomenon. If mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves did not play the the lead, okay. like I think what that what that role did for Keanu Reeves and his career, and like for him as a person, 
is just unmatched. Like people view, like he is Neo. You know, I think there is, it's so hard to separate the character from the actor in this case. And there is the two are just so, they were just so made for each other that that's, that's kind of where I was coming, how I was approaching it. Okay. That's just, it's very strange to me because I think that the only parts that people can take away from the matrix and look at as being sort of like, you know, you, you look back and not see maybe what, had such a big influence on you when you first watched it. And you take some of these moments out where Keanu Reeves was just, you know, responding in a very typical Keanu Reeves kind of way, you know, very like what What kind of stuff and like all that kind of things. Yeah. The, huh? You know, and if you just like, and of course they aren't as big of a deal within the movie, but of course if you make like a compilation of all the clips, it's really funny. And like, I just think that, you know, you might be right that maybe it wouldn't be as iconic as it is now. And I think he was, he is a great actor and I think he's a, like awesome dude in general, but I don't know if that's the great single greatest casting decision. However, I'm not ready to prepare a counter argument. I have one would be what? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. It's a pretty fucking good. That's a really steady. (laughs) (laughs) Cause like he's fucking huge and he like has the like, (laughs) he sounds like a fucking robot. He sounds like a robot. He doesn't have to talk throughout the show. And it was a massive success. Yeah, like one of the most popular movies ever. Yeah. I think that's a really good counter. I was also thinking about like Rocky and Ooh, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester that's Stallone's a big one. Rocky is a really good one. Because that was like before um, Sylvester Stallone was anything. And yeah. then you can think about, um, fuck, who's the guy? Uh, who's in Meet the Fockers, the dad? Ben Still. Oh, oh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro and like, uh, like Raging Bull and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, cool. I just, I think the reach that the matrix has in my own pop culture area. Uh-huh. And I think the matrix is a world is known worldwide. Mm-hmm. So is Terminator. You know, I, yeah. I'd Hollywood. Say that the matrix was one for us too, as well. Like we were around to see it, it come out and then become an millennial. icon forever. You know yep. what I mean? And I just, yeah. And, and my, the main, the main reason I chose it is just because like Neo is, is Keanu Reeves. Like he just, I don't think that movie would have worked as well without that casting decision. Mm-hmm. Not even close. I'm also and like, I also and I thought it was an int- I thought it was a weird uh, a weird greatest to say. You know, yeah, I just that's thought what it would you're be- gonna get. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the other uh, one other shout out casting that I like like both of these actors. I think like every other movie that that they've ever had, I've never really liked any other movie as much as I like this. John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. I fucking sure. love that casting. Decision. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like yeah. the best part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can but, do Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Yep, Brad Pitt's a Brad Pitt's a fucking baller. Um, a baller. Okay, so my number two. Um, really, kind of the thing I'm most confident in in assessing. My number one's gonna be a little more, a little more flamboyant. But my number two that I feel pretty <laughs> fucking objective about. Usain Bolt is the greatest sprinter of all time. Well, I mean, yeah, he's got all the records. Who can I argue mean, with yeah, that? This is the most objective argument you could probably make. You right could now. argue that he's the greatest sportsman of all time, um, but the oh, fact that what? he's like the the greatest at like not athlete, but the greatest individual icon in sports. Right, because he's. You think he's the most like no, the, no, Usain no. Bolt. Are I'm not saying. I'm not saying like that wasn't my original argument. My original argument is that he's the he's the greatest sprinter of all time. Right. Yeah, but isn't that proven? 
I mean, you could say like, you know, Michael Johnson or people that are in like, you know, other other races like the 400 meter, like, you know, something else. But oh, like if he was taken out of his one particular element. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's still just like. It's 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 one of the only instances where I feel really confident in saying like that person's the greatest of all time. Um, and a, a huge shout out. I was actually going back and forth between saying him and Michael Phelps. Because I think Michael Phelps is arguably the—I mean, he's the greatest swimmer of all time, right? But and and like it's it's easier to make a more like widespread case with Phelps because it's like, well, he beats everybody in every race, and that's like all that person trains for, and he still beats them, right? But then with like Usain Bolt, it's like he beats everybody by at least like a solid five meters in every race that he's in, and he's had three gold medals in three different events for the past three Olympics. Yeah. And, and he breaks records. Yeah, it breaks records every fucking time and then jogs through the finish line. It's just like, well, this guy... And then he has the swag to go with it and shit. He's just... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that was... It's, it was a little bit more of a, a gimme, but it's, it's one of the rare instances where I feel like he's objectively the greatest at that. Yeah, I think bringing to light the fact that we were both just kind of just like, well, there's nothing we can really say. <laughs> you know, it gives it strength as a greatest. There are other time. great sprinters, you know, Maurice Green, Michael Johnson. I don't uh, know them. Yeah, I know all yeah, those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right there, I think there's like uh, Tyson Gay, but mm. no, he destroys everybody. It's not even close. Oh, interesting. Well, number th- the the top, the number one, the tip of the castle, the is, the the highest part of the pyramid over here. Yeah, it's, it's Max. This is um this is something I firmly believe, and uh, oh, I think no, that no. I think that Chase has argued with me before, but I'm prepared in case he has to bring anything to the table to argue against it. But I will say that the banana is the greatest fruit of all time. Oh <laughs> man, you got a big arguer yeah, with me. <laughs> One hundred to go first. Dude, the banana <laughs> fired up. is number one, the best fruit. Ever. Make a case. I mean, yeah, give me a okay, case. Okay, so first off, you got a banana here. Low in calorie, zero fat. No, it's not. It's definitely only like a hundred calories, right? <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's one of the most calorically dense fruits there is. It's one of the most sugary fruits there is. Exactly. Really? Yeah, it's one of the most laden in sugar for sure. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, the jury's no, that's, still that's out the on case. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest sugary. Is <laughs> not no way. I'm looking at a list right here. Banana is number nine on the oh. most caloric fruits. You've got coconuts, then raisins, dates, prunes, dates again. <laughs> <laughs> what a solid list! Thank you so much Seems for bringing like that irrefutable <laughs> list. Yeah. <laughs> One was dried and one was non-dried. Okay. Okay. Well, I would argue. Anyway, I would argue. Anyway, I'm not convinced yet. Yeah. 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 Okay. So hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. High in potassium. High in B6 vitamins. Very important. Okay. Very I can go nice. to any other fruit and be like, look at these vitamins it has. <laughs> okay. And then the killer. It comes in its own in biodegradable carrying. carrying case. Yeah, that's what fruit is. No, it's not. If you pulled an so apple, does oranges, <laughs> fucking oh, yeah, I guess avocado, kind of well. <laughs> my argument Onions. would be that our, that avocados are the greatest. Avocados, it's a are fucking a, super a strong food. number two. You know, it's like ice cream fruit. 
is yeah. essentially what it is. I honestly kind of forgot about avocados. <laughs> <laughs> I automatically. Oh man, because like that is also like it. I don't think it's got the the flavor. I don't need to be called I think the greatest. The bananas like, I would have much their rather own eat other fruits. I'm not trying to eat an orange. No, because oranges are so fucking hit or miss, man. Oranges, blueberries, you buy them. and bananas blueberries go bad in like two seconds. Yeah, bananas dude, bana- are not bananas hit or are miss. The most bananas tell you if they're hit or miss. Bananas say, "Hey, what's up? You left me hitting for like three days. Now I taste like shit." You might peel it open and see the big brown shit spot and be like, "And well, then at least I all you can do is be, I'm not going to eat. A, I'm going to eat around that brown shit spot." Unfortunately, <laughs> see, you I grab won't. it. No, so then you grab an orange, <laughs> you open it up, you're like, mm, "Can't wait for this delicious piece of." I'm going to fucking throw up because this is fucking destroyed. What about disgusting. like seedless watermelons? That's just a what? genetic okay, freak of well, nature. Okay. Well, what are you? We, what are you shaking what, your head at me for? You don't like watermelon? Because it's so easy. Like to me, the the seedless watermelon is is one of the most perfect fruits. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm making a better case for the fruits here. No, no, no. And I'm no. just saying, like, the texture of a banana, dude. not the best. Decided. What? It's not. It's, it's not creamy. Fun to eat. It's mushy. You dude. add it's it like into a shake, food. and it adds a beautiful creamy texture oh, yeah. without so any dairy. So when you dairy? combine it with other things that aren't bananas. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm saying that it stands alone well and it accompanies things well. That's two strengths. Throw your fucking watermelon into a fucking shake. It tastes like I shit, I bet it's dude. delicious. I bet <laughs> it's pretty good. Sucks. Okay. Look, you guys... That one was crazy. the most refutable. All of our number ones might be the most refutable. <laughs> I think I got you guys with this one. All right. Okay. All right. This is my number one. I'm going to say, how was the universe created is the greatest question of all time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Greater question than is there a God? Yeah, because I think this question is tied up. It, with I was going to say that question like, I think, covers I think, that. Other I think question. you will find that question from my question. I don't know, because you could say that the universe was created through the Big Bang and that the Big Bang was created by God, but it doesn't well, necessarily here, well, preempt one or the other. I don't want to split too many hairs. The whole idea is here. The whole idea here is whether you want to say like the universe and, and created, like how did matter come to exist, like. That could be the question. Mm-hmm. Or the question is, when did nothing become something? That is the greatest question of all time. Like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. You should read some string theory books, dude. It's, it's but but the, here's the thing. Like, there is always an, an inf- like, to infinity, you can always say, like, well, then how did that happen? And how did this get here? And how did, like, there's always a prime moving moment that just cannot be explained. Mm-hmm. And I think I think now we see it as like a prime moving moment as like what was there before the Big Bang or however we, we think of it now. But I think this is like the question that has literally been driving philosophy and human existence for since human beings could think, you know. OK, so serious, serious counter argument here is what is the meaning of life? Not an equally great question. I was thinking that uh, that was another one that was on the list when I was coming up with this last one. But you felt like um, it might have fallen under but I the just, same thing. Well, I just think I think that question can be answered by anyone, and you may like. I think that question can be answered, right? Yeah. Whether you whether you think that person has the right answer or not is I, th- I think something else entirely. But for me, that's easy. Like 
it's meaningless. You create the meaning, right? And there I've answered your question. Like, it's not hard for me, but I can't, I can't tell you the answer to my question. Right. That's yeah. true. I think what's also beautiful about the question is the fact that it also encompasses the idea of time and how as a human race, we need to definitely think about everything as in like, when did this begin? We can't just accept that. Like, like the idea of an eternity, like we can't accept that. Yeah, There's no way. That's not true. There's millions of people on this earth who absolutely. I guess when you think of like, but I guess scientifically, you we don't, can't fathom right. infinity. Yeah, scientifically, I'm sorry. Exactly. I don't mean to be, yeah, exactly. And, I, and I totally agree with it, what yeah. you're, but I agree with what you're saying, Max. Yeah. Like we see time in a very linear type of. Exactly. As in left to right almost. So I think it, yeah, it's explores the idea of everybody wants to know when it all started, but yeah. And but how can it works. You answer it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm and also like, fascinated by black holes. I just want to know what the fuck black holes are so bad. <laughs> but it's a good one. We'll take yeah. it. It's a good number one. That's a pretty good one as well. So yeah. Almost as good as my banana argument. <laughs> but nobody will be sure. <laughs> the greatest question is, why is your number one for the <laughs> banana? Um, need to hit the lab on that one. So, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop out a little bit. This is going to be a little bit of a redemption for me. And you might have your counter arguments here. But... This is to save me from several episodes of is angst. Is this just... <laughs> okay, okay. There you go. I'm going to say that... I'm going to say Thunder Horse is the greatest, the greatest Guitar, guitar Hero song, song ever. You know, when you said in the, the group text, like, hey, for example, it wouldn't be very strong to say LaGrange. I knew that... One, I thought, okay, maybe I can think of what the best Guitar Hero song would be. Uh-huh. And then two, I also kind of thought, like, okay, he's probably going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> to redeem himself. Well, good on you because I totally did. I gotta redeem myself. I don't know, man. Thunder Horse. I just feel like my argument for Thunder Horse was mm-hmm. one that it's it's ni- it's like a nice punch in the gut short song, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to be talented in order to be do well at it. But players that are really talented can almost perfect the song. Yeah. But it's almost. But it's like. Did you ever? It's always a challenge. It? I yeah. think that I always thought of it as it? perfectable, but I don't know if I ever did perfect the song. Did you chase? I don't think so. Like it was always one of those where I could hit every part, but never all at once. Yeah, right. Which which I think which is, is the beauty great. of a guitar hero song. I think yes. that's the very yeah. Everything needs to be accessible, but doing it all at once is the most difficult part. Because it was just really frustrating when you practiced a lot and you just couldn't get a fucking part right. Yeah. But with Thunder Horse, you theoretically should be able to knock it all out. And I mean. I oh, go ahead. I mean, finish. Yeah. Finish. The, the thing is, is just like I felt like whenever we were like feeling good about where we were at and we were feeling competitive, that was just the song to go. Well, to. yeah, like thunder. It was like you, we'd start playing. You'd play like four or five songs, get warmed up, and then once you picked Thunder Horse, then the night was on. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was the kickoff. But I, I mean, I, I have one that I think is different. Well, hold on. Let me let me give my yeah, go uh, supporting arguments. I think it's also the the best Guitar Hero song, and, really? and because it encapsulates Guitar Hero so well. Uh, maybe I don't. Maybe you'll convince me, Max. But let me let me just add to the fire. Right. First of all, it was a bonus track from Guitar Hero Two, mm-hmm. and it was something that we had never heard before, and we discovered. Of course. So because we discovered. Death Clock and Thunder Horse, which is a fucking awesome song. Yep. Through the bonus songs of Guitar Hero, also perfectly represents how awesome the set list was in Guitar Hero, and how like especially in the bonus tracks, you found we all found so many good rock songs that we had never heard of and we liked, and yeah. that was a perfect example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Also, to Hunter's point, 
Very challenging song, one that was always competitive. Everyone wanted to win Thunder Horse, right? Like yeah. you want to win Thunder Horse. <laughs> it is a it is it is very enigmatic of the competition with Guitar Hero, right? And then when you break down the song into parts, like it has all of the hardest parts of Guitar Hero in one. It's got very long tapping sections. Mm -hmm. It has Monsieur Lou style strumming sections. And it also has um, like different rhythms. Yeah, the, the triplets in there. So it's, and, and I also like that it is short as well. And, and it's also got the squidlies and the middlies. So <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty goddamn strong song. Mm. And I would say that I could almost make all the same arguments about this song, but that each part was kicked up a notch, just a pinch. Except for the fact that there wasn't really a, that much of a mistake. No. I'm not going to say push, okay, push, 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 lightning. lightning. However, that is my favorite solo in Guitar Hero. Okay. I'm actually going to say that uh, YYZ is uh, my Ooh, favorite Guitar Hero song. Ooh, interesting. And I think Fuck it's for the same yes, reason. Dude. I think that the fact that the song is nice. It's not super short, but it's not super long by any means. I never know um, that that stuck out to you at all. I think that when I first was able to actually just get the main beginning part, the fucking dan, da, 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 that part yeah. and how hard that looks on the screen mm -hmm. when it all comes at you at once. And then when I was able to figure out like the rhythm to it and I could cleanly do it. And then that became something that hit you a bunch. And then that was something that was also high, like dexter dexterously high enough to where you could fuck up on that part, mm -hmm. but it was all accessible. That was another song that I thought this is 100% perfectable, but I will never perfect it. Yeah, you have because to get the I top could not of your game. get everything at the same time, and it had well. the diddlies, it had the squidlies, and each song broke down into like different elements, like specifically different. Like the song changes hard throughout the entire song. They also it's super dynamic. I say they also have a better uh, arrangement of chord. Uh, yeah, you could structures. throw chord progressions in there too as well. Because like all of them are different in the different yeah. parts, and you learn like the three part and mm -hmm. the two part. I look. I think YYZ is not only an incredible song. I'm a huge Rush fan. You know this. I'm. Maybe you guys thought I was going to bring a Rush greatest to my top three. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you might away. have said Neil Peart was the greatest drummer I'm, of all time. I was thinking about it, but it was too, <laughs> it was, it was too simple. Um, too I easy. still think Thunder Horse is more representative of Guitar Hero, though, like as yeah. a brand and as like an entity. And I, I think that's where it I think that's about. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that might be where your argument is. I guess YYZ is more just to me, but... Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That was really we we went long on that one, guys. We did. Yeah. Yeah, what did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hit up fifteen minutes. But let's go ahead and let's swing over. Chase, you got anything you want to talk about before we go into the break? I I figured we would just hold off this week since we had such a long segment, and I can come in with the uh, the mail after halftime. That sounds good to me, man. Let's go ahead. And let's take a break here for a second. Think about it. Think about fruit. Bananas. What oh. bananas mean to you? And then we'll come think on about back Neo. with a little bit. Yeah, think about Neo. <laughs> think about Neo what? eating a banana what? while playing Thunder Horse. <laughs> and then we'll get back to you. Beat a bit boop. Beat a boop. Beat a boop. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Well, we're back. Uh, we thought about some of the greatest things of all time already. That's okay, a we're lot. still really pissed. We really just yeah. sat on bananas yeah. not being the best. <laughs> I, I mean, it's still up in the air. 
definitely not beaten out by apples because apples are trash. Anyway, Hunter, what are you actually drinking today? We're all also drinking a beer here today. Yeah, I totally, totally missed that boat. That's all right. We're still Um, adjusting to the new formula, but I like your beer a lot. So I want you to talk about it. Yeah, you said you sell it at the H&H, right? I do sell it at the H&H. This is the Lagunitas Undercover Investigation Shutdown Ale. It's 9.6% alcohol by volume. Damn. Yeah. Um, It doesn't really say what type it is other than that it's just an ale. Um, For 9.6, this thing drinks surprisingly well. And um, it's like, it's, it's almost like a multi IPA or something like it, it doesn't, it's not bitter like an IPA is, but it's, you know, it's, it's strong and it has a good amount of malt. I'm really into it. I've never had it before. It's, it's interesting. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad H and H sells it as well. Yeah. We support it, man. I would, it's yeah, I would strongly support and recommend this one. Yeah. Um, I'm also drinking a beer. I'm actually kind of piggybacking on what. Was it Chase that drank it last yeah. time? Yeah, Chase, you drank this last time. The Nitro IPA from Guinness. I saw what it. What do you think? And like I was telling Hunter, I was almost like... Underwhelmed, It's right? so... Well, here's the thing is that I'm underwhelmed, but I think I'm supposed to be. Because yeah. naturally, I see IPA and I expect something. And when I don't get those things, I automatically assume that something's wrong rather than they're like doing something to cover this up. Is it, so it's not hitting on the IPA. Yeah, like there's, I don't know, there's no bitterness to it almost at all, <laughs> at least to me. And the smoothness is so, it's almost like overwhelmingly smooth. It makes it yeah. not an Dude, IPA. It's seriously. <laughs> so it's like almost like this is a good beer, but is it like satisfying my IPA urges? Hmm. You know, but Interesting. I don't know, maybe I'll explore that more. But, you know, still pretty good. Uh, Chase, what are you drinking over there? I have the Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout. Ooh, really? Wait, I don't. That what? one's good. Yeah, we've had that before, haven't we? I don't know if we've done it for if, the show. Uh, uh, maybe we it's, didn't do it for the such show. A, it's such a well-known beer that I think we usually stayed away from it. Yeah, um, because it's it is just one of the quintessential all-time classic uh, imperial stouts mm-hmm. of craft beer. I feel like it's one of the most famous craft beers there is. Yep, and. I, I mean, it still tastes great. I still love it. Like, I, I have a funny story with it. There was one point in time when Darian and I went to the Alamo Draft House, and you have to get to the theater before you before the movie starts. They'll say won't let you in, and it turns out we bought tickets to a different Alamo Draft House, and we had about ten minutes to get there, and I just ordered an Old Rasputin, <laughs> and so I had to chug this thing. And oh, this is not fuck. a beer that you want to be chugging. Yeah, it's not chugging. Very high. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the very chug a meter. Chug a meter is high. not high. Very thick and it's very high in alcohol. And I remember dr- drinking it all in one go. And when I put the cup down, I felt like like I felt like Thor or something. I felt like someone at like a feast, you know, because I was like, <laughs> like I was like, who other than Vikings would be able to like not be able to, but would drink something like this so fast? And then just one glass, drinking it so quickly, I was immediately like tipsy, just totally nice. just, <laughs> just off the deep end. What's the ABV on that one? Let's look here. It is nine percent. Okay, we're both getting some heavy hitters. What about the 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 Guinness? It's, uh, very Nitro low. Here. It's um five point eight. Five point eight. Well, I guess not. Take your pick, listeners. Low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, usually, the listeners also tend to pick something else as well. They like to pick games. You guys like oh, to pick games? 
didn't think that was a part of it. And you know what else we're going to pick? You guys are going to pick some answers. Oh, yay. To a new, to a uh, a returning classic, a modern classic, if you will, a modern classic that we're we've kind of brought back to redeem ourselves a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because it was a little it was a little tough last time around. I I you know I overestimated you guys a little bit. Um, I decided to dumb everything down just a pinch, make things a little bit more accessible. We're gonna Street Fighter Five this game here for you a little <laughs> bit. This way, we're, we're gonna add a uh, three frames of latency on all these answers okay. here for you guys. <laughs> well, we I gotta admit, man, having like having weekly contests, it's it's hard. You gotta be you gotta be on. Hard you gotta be ready you guys. all time. I have to make them and get them ready for you guys. Man. I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it takes a toll. I mean, understand. Maybe we'll take a break here in the next coming weeks. But, uh, but today I'm not is saying different. we have to, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. But today we're going to be doing the Google game. Google game. All righty here. And just a reminder for how the Google game works. Uh, what I did is I signed out of my account on Google. Good on you. Okay. And I type in a little phrase into Google, an incomplete sentence. Probably a silly one. And I like to look at the top five most searched. Uh, Recommendations. Yeah, searches mm-hmm. with that beginning Auto-fill. part of that song. Yeah, autofills. Sorry, is what I was looking for. And for this game, you guys are going to be trying to guess uh, one of the five mm-hmm. that could it could possibly be. And you get points based on how popular the uh, answer that you chose is. Five for the number one answer, one for the number five answer. Okay. I'm ready, man. Let's we'll do, do uh, three of them. And I got a pretty easy one here for you guys to start off with. Now, again, remember, I signed out of my account, so my opinion does not skew okay. the search on this. It's very, it's very good and important. Yeah, so. Independent. The first one, and we'll go with, uh, Hunter, you can start us off with this one because it's kind of fitting. Okay. Why is Radiohead so... Blank. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what do you it's think? So good. The number one answer is that's so good. Um, because <laughs> there are definitely like your Radiohead trolls that are just online talking yeah, shit. Yeah, those trolls, man. I think people are genuinely interested that don't get it are interested in why people like them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, why is Radiohead so popular? That was going to be my exact answer. Why is Radiohead so popular? Ding, ding, ding. The number three answer. Okay, three there points. There you go. That's three points for Hunter to start us off. Well, I got to I gotta just go. I got to trust in the trolls and say, why is Radiohead so bad? Ding, ding, ding. That's the number four answer. <laughs> so that gets you two points, Chase. All right. Um, All right. Remember, you each have three guesses, so. Go back yeah. to the um, <laughs> um, whoa. Because I, I have like one that I think people would say. I just don't think they would type this in. No. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say. Why is Radiohead so famous? Mm, no, that's not on there. Fuck. Why is radio? And I'm I'm leaning into uh, Max. You're always saying think think simple, think think small. Yeah. Why is Radiohead so good? Ding ding ding! The number one answer wow. goes yeah. to Chase. <laughs> yep. No. Why is Radiohead so here. good here? Which means Chase is seven points now. Huh? 
fuck. Okay, I need the number two here. Um. <laughs> um. Fuck. I'll say. <laughs> God damn it. Why is Radiohead so interesting? Uh, eh, not God on there. damn it. Nobody wanted to know why Radiohead was so interesting. Shocker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> why is Radiohead so weird? Eh, that's not on there either, but you're kind of on okay. the right track there, guys. Um, so you're strange. Missing... Why is Radiohead so strange? No. But so we've got the uh, the number one answer is why is Radiohead so good? Mm-hmm. Number two answer, why is Radiohead so sad? Hmm. They're such sad musicians. Why are they so sad? Yeah, Number three, yeah. why is Radiohead so popular? Number four, why is Radiohead so bad? <laughs> Number five, <laughs> my personal favorite, why is Radiohead so overrated? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have guessed that one. Yeah, you probably okay, should 73. Have. Not bad here, guys. All right, I got another one. Got a comeback train here. Might be a little controversial, but you know we're a controversial show, so let's do this thing. <laughs> All right. Are we? Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, the next question here, and we'll do it by the uh, the shout out system. If you whoever thinks of an answer first can shout it out, and then we'll trade off back and forth. That's how okay. It works. Cool. And then it'll go back and forth from that point. That's how we did it last time. Okay. All right. Why is it gay to <laughs> uh, hug a man? Eh, not on there. Uh, why is it gay to? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Kiss a man. <laughs> Have butt sex. <laughs> um, I guess, like, uh, kiss my mom? <laughs> no, why is that gay? Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, why is, it, why is it gay to get a pedicure? Uh, not on there, but that's a good answer. That's a good question. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh. Um, why is it gay to wear pink? Ooh, not on there, but good what? answer. Why, no. is it gay? why is it gay to wear purple? <laughs> no, it's not on there. Why Come purple? Come on, dude. <laughs> um, Fuck this game. <laughs> okay. Last answer. I think this is the last guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. last guess. Uh, you get one of these. I want to incorporate rainbow in here somewhere. Well, think about Why it. Why is it gay to like rainbows? Ooh, not on there either. God damn it! <laughs> That's all right, guys. Number one answer is going to be, why is it gay to pierce the right ear? Because, uh, you know, why is it? That's a real question. I wouldn't have known yeah. which ear it was. Because oh, you're so straight. Uh, why is it gay <laughs> to <laughs> shave your legs? Why is it gay to cross your legs? Number three. <laughs> why is it gay to straighten your hair? Question I've been asking since eighth grade. And hey, why is it gay? <laughs> the last one, my personal favorite. Why is it gay to like Coldplay? <laughs> <laughs> That's really fucking funny. <laughs> okay. All righty. All right, man. Zero on that one. All right. Typical Google game fashion here. Yeah, man. So it's uh, we got seven to three seven going. Seven to right three now, still. Right? All right, but we still got one more here. Let's uh, work it out here. <laughs> He just makes himself laugh. Uh, uh, he what? Uh, um, will God be mad if I blank? Masturbate. Uh, not on there, but good answer. Are you fucking yeah. serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's preposterous. Um, Apparently people aren't too concerned about that. 
I'm going to say, will God be mad if I cheat? Uh, I cheat on my test. Um, you know what? No. No, it's not on here. Damn. Will God be mad if I <laughs> lie? No, not on here either. <laughs> I got to make these last two count. Yeah, I really do. Wait, this you is cheat? fucked up, dude. <laughs> what do you want from me? Will God be mad if I don't go to church? Boom. That's a number yeah. four answer, okay. which brings you up to five points. <gasps> so five to seven we got going right now. Chase, you need to solidify a lead here. Only up by two. <laughs> smile. Will God be <laughs> mad? I think I know my last one. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want this to be right. What? What? Oh. Will Will God be mad? The cheat thing. You had something close, Hunter. So. Well, yeah. Will we God be mad if I cheat on my wife? Uh, I give it to you. It's Will God be mad if I get a divorce? So if you split okay. up your wife, sorry. But but that is the number five answer, which gives you one point. Which so means that you five. are eight to five, which means you need to get the number three or highest point to go on to my lightning round that I can probably improvise, hopefully. Pretty much if you just get any of the answers that are left right. Yeah, no, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I got, I got <laughs> yeah, that. That's, that's, <laughs> the math, that's the math of it, isn't it? Um, I really want to incorporate listening to death metal in this. Yeah. Like, will God be mad if I listen to death metal? I don't. I'm going to say that that's my one. Will God be mad if I listen to death metal? It's not on here. Dang I'm so it's... sorry. I didn't think it was. It was just yeah, you know, it's a good game. Uh, like your heads at. Yeah. <laughs> Number five answer. Will God be mad if I get a divorce? Number four. Will God be mad if I don't go to church? Uh, number three. Will God be mad if I break my fast? Uh, number two. Mm. Will God be mad if I miss church? And number one. Will God be mad if I smoke weed? Surprising question. Number, the number one. one is uh, a little right? What do yeah. you guys say? Will God be mad if we smoke weed? No, I don't see it saying anything. You think God's pro weed? God's probably pretty pro weed. <laughs> God's probably pretty indifferent about weed. God's like, I've got bigger things going on right now than the weed, yeah, which I is how I most of the world that. should be. So good games, guys. Chase the victor. Damn it. Dude. Yet again. Really uh, smashing them out here, you know? Didn't we you win tied that? last time. Oh, yeah, that's right. But in then you won game. the Dragon Ball Z game. Oh, I thought we won. Oh, like yeah, last, no, I'm in sorry, the last game we did tie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. What was the last game? The last game. What was the last oh, game? Oh, it was, Ma it was Ma uh, Max Reflex. Yeah, Max Reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a new one. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Chase. Let's go ahead and swing on over to the mail corner. Whose mail corner is it today? Stunters, of course. It's it. Stunters <laughs> Dunter asks, what is the greatest prank you have played on someone? The oh, greatest man. prank? The greatest I, prank. Oh. We've uh, talked a lot about pranks on this show, especially about Hubble and Hudson. I feel like I can... I need to think of a new one or else I'm going to retread old ground. I, Everybody I knows think about I've the only games. done one prank. Oh, dude, and it was the prank on, on me. Your boy, Matt. Oh, man, dude. I, and honestly, what you did was fucked up. <laughs> I'm super glad that didn't work to the fruition that you wanted it to. Because I don't know if we'd be sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a little ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little, little rambunctious. I mean, I don't know, dude, what happened? 
So I, in the woodlands growing up, you got your typical white rich kids who are trying to find (laughs) something to fucking do. And it's like a haunted house in the back of these woods. It's an abandoned house. It's an abandoned house. That people have regularly gone back there and reported some crazy shit. They've reported people in all white jumpsuits Mm -hmm. that go back there with dogs. They've Mm -hmm. reported uh, vagabonds that are in this house that leave like bags of cell phones and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Writings on the wall. A friend of ours found a a samurai sword in there once. (laughs) Wow, I hadn't heard that. We're all really jealous. (laughs) It's like Bennett Sharp. I'm sure he still has it. And we're like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Give us a sword. Um,. So I get invited by Max and I and Riley to yes. and I think it was a, is it Ashley, Ashley Gear Ashley yeah um y'all are going to the haunted house mm-hmm. I just got out of football I think and I'm sitting at a Sonic when I get called and I'm like dude I really don't want to go but I really don't want to puss out either <laughs> I think about it I tell them guys I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it but I don't really have anything to do so I'm going. So I go home, and I decide, I'm just going to fuck with them. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to scare the shit out of these people, because they want to get scared so bad. I'm going to go scare them. So I did something illegal, which is I took my airsoft pistol, chopped off the orange tip, and then painted the inside black. Very (laughs) intense, dude. Like, I'm telling you, Painted the inside black. I got a, uh, like, an old man mask. With like white hair and That's shit. Scary so we've got man. a fake gun and a mask now. Yes, mm-hmm. I got a flashlight because it was tar- getting dark, and I got all white clothing because I had heard that there were all people in all white out there, and so I pull up at basically the perfect time. It's like just as the sun's setting and it's like getting dark and shit. And I had never been back there, so I didn't really know where everything was. I just like knew where the entrance was, and the entrance led to a long path, which eventually led you to the uh, to the house. And so I just start walking down this path. I don't even know if I'm going in the right direction, but I have my flashlight out or whatever, and I start seeing people walking back toward me. And it's a tall guy, and a pretty <laughs> tall guy, and a short girl. And I'm like, I think I know That's these people. Them. And so I get my game face on. Pull down my, my mask, start shining my light at them. And, then, and so, like, I think they're starting to get freaked out at this point. And I see Riley's silhouette bend over to the ground and pick up a stick. Like, <laughs> like he's nonchalantly going to kick my ass with this stick. I mean, dude. That's what we were thinking because we were just like, who's this guy up here? We couldn't see who you were. Right, because the flashlight. flashlight. You're shining a flashlight yeah. on him. And so, um, so we start getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm like about to just do this. My plan was to get them all on the ground. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? With a gun! <laughs> <laughs> like a traumatic experience. Yeah. And like having them like hold hands and shit. <laughs> yeah, like fuck <laughs> with them, dude. <laughs> like, now kiss each other and lick his butt. <laughs> It's and Max pulls, really Max pulls this little thing where, like, I thought he knew who I was. Yeah. I thought he could, like, tell what my, like, mannerisms and body figure were, and he knew who I was, because, like, he gets probably within 10 yards of me, and, uh, and he's like, oh, man, you scared us. And I, thought, <laughs> and, I, and I thought he said that out of familiarity. Like, 
he recognized who I was. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. And I like took off my mask and they were like, Hunter, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> dude, what the So yeah, fuck? I probably went about as good as it, as it should have gone. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have gone any farther. I had fun just thinking about it and actually going through with it. For as much you are, you pranked us enough. Because that whole walk, like that hundred yards, are just like, what the fuck is that, dude? Like, what are we gonna fucking do? Just like, do we turn around? Like, he'll just chase us? Like, I don't know. Like, do we split up? It's like we can't leave each other because Ashley was there. It's like, well, she's gonna yeah, die. She's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was oh like ba- I don't prank very often, so that was basically the only one that I even have. You used up memory. all the juice on yeah. that yeah, one. Yeah, man. A solid prank. Max, do you want to mention anything? I, I'm probably going to abstain from, from this one. I can't really think of anything. Can't think of anything? I have another one uh, that's pretty controversial, but I got this dude at work. Uh, my friend Maddie at work. This is probably one of my best Oh, my God. This is really good. <laughs> dude, so, so Maddie is uh, one of the servers at work. He's a really talented server, makes a lot of money doing what he does, and he always gets these call parties, and he always gets the big cool parties right? that come in every night. Mm-hmm. And there was one party that had a private room in the back room, and uh, it was like this religious group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, heavily Christian. Whatever they were meeting for was like some sort of Christian meeting or whatever. And Maddie, throughout the night, was making all these jokes because Maddie is gay, and he's flamboyantly <laughs> gay enough to where you can tell just by like talking to him usually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's making jokes the whole time about how like you know they're having fun and like how like you know they probably think it's kind of weird that he's over there or whatever. But like you know just you know poking fun at them when that probably wasn't the case at all. So then this, you know, they leave, they have a good time. um, And I go into the room and I go in and I find the check that they have that they paid out with. And on the back, I wrote, it's not too late (laughs) to abstain from your sins if you contact us. (laughs) And like, you're a good man. And saying all this stuff like you can be saved and said all this stuff. And I wrote it on the back and I left and I watch from across the restaurant. I watch Maddie just waltz in there in a good mood because he's having a good night. He's making a lot of money. Watch him walk into the private dining room, open the door for a second. You know, nothing happens. Then he just fucking swings the door open <laughs> and stomps out. And it's just looking around super pissed off. Like his eyes just like ready to fucking go. So I rush to the kitchen to meet him because he's going in there. Because he's about to Yeah, and he goes into the kitchen and he slams the fucking check on the counter. He's like, can you fucking believe this shit? And he's going off. And he's ripping up. He's he's fucking hot. Like he is fucking mad. So mad to where and like everybody's just like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Um, and they're all just like freaking out. And he's about to fucking go out there and just like destroy these people who are like on their way out to the front. To where I had to just butt in and tell him that it was me. And when I told him, it was one of those people that like Maddie is he is the pranker and like the the jabber mm-hmm. at work. He is the one who will like make fun of everybody else. So I think just the sheer embarrassment that he was so caught <laughs> being got, you know what I mean? That I was like, it's me. I was just kidding. <laughs> and he was just so like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like good one. Right? And he just like walked off and I was like, and everybody else is destroyed. Everybody else is laughing their ass off. Nobody's ever seen him that fucking like got before, but that's probably one of my best pranks I've ever gotten. That's good. It's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. uh, This next one comes from Ben Ebig, and he starts the message by saying, Dunter, anytime you want to coordinate, I'm down. We should have a party chat sometime on PSN. Let me know if you're interested. So, Dunter, you got a... uh, you got a gentleman calling. <laughs> also, line. shout it's out to party. PSN for Ben Ebig. We still need to get some Injustice games in. I haven't played them, but he contacted me recently to play. Awesome. There you go. Yeah, man. This, my question for the banter crew is, what is your lucky number and why? Hmm. Oh, my lucky number is 32 because it was my basketball jersey in 
when I was in basketball. In anything <laughs> basketball, if I ever got to choose my jersey. I just like it was my first it was my first jersey number when I was a kid. Did you so, choose it when you were no, a kid? No, because I didn't it was think just I had to. to you. And then when I and then after that you got to choose your jersey number, so I'd just be like, Oh, thirty two. Mm-hmm. And then it just became everything to where like it's my email account or if there, I never need to add numbers to anything for any reason, it's usually 32 as well. Mm-hmm. So Chase, I don't know why I have a sneaking suspicion that we have the same favorite number. 69. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 420. My, my prevailing one that I always keep coming back to, I hop around, but 17 is like my favorite number. Why do you think my favorite number is seventeen? I don't know. Somebody because that it's I know, the coolest character somebody in DBZ. That, somebody that I know um, is, was also into to seventeen. I just think it's a cool number because it's like it's a teen. It's prime. I like prime numbers. And, prime numbers are cool. Um, I just think seven's a, seven's just like a really solid fucking number. And adding it to a teen seven. I don't know. I just like seventeen. I think it's interesting. Hmm. What about you, Chase? So this is obviously not 17. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, in sports, I had the number 34 when I was a linebacker, and I thought that was cool because that was also Earl Campbell's number. <laughs> so I really liked that. But when I was in hockey, I was 70. I really liked 70. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I don't really have much of a favorite number. Like, I'm never – I don't have, like, a lucky number. I, I don't – I don't – I don't – I'm trying to think what I do that's superstitious, and I can't think of anything that's, like, number-related, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, well, that's interesting because Max is 32, Chase is 34. For about eight years, I was 33. Really? Yeah. Dang. Tony Tony, Tony Dorsett was number 33, and I was like, I'm going to live the Dorsett name. Oh, that's cool. Just a little background. (laughs) Yeah. A little history All right. Our last question come, uh, tonight comes from Dooney Ray. It says, hey, fellas, hope y'all are having a good day. My friends are currently working in the video game industry, and I'll be there again soon. We live and operate in the video games world. However, as of this year, one of my friends introduced me to the beautiful, ever-evolving world of board games. I feel like a tourist all over again, discovering new games, which are actually years old, and new genres new me- and new mechanics. The experiences have been wonderful with both competitive and cooperative board games. Have y'all's experience with board games what have y'all's experience with board games been? Do you have the same itch to find and play new board games as you do with video games? I know I sure do. Take care, Israel. Dude, board Take games are fucking cool, man. And they can be very cool, and they're getting very inventive. <laughs> and I will say that within the last two years, or maybe three years or so, I have been introduced to uh, the game House on Haunted Hill. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude, and what it is is essentially everybody picks a character, and there's like statistics for your character, right? <laughs> and you have a stack of cards that are these perfectly square cards that are face down. Okay. And you have what's an entry point to the house, right? Which is just a small square. You put all your pieces on it, and as you proceed forward through the house, you select squares and put them down. So like you're discovering the house as you go, mm-hmm. right? So the house is different every time that you go in there, and then throughout as you walk through the house. Different scenarios happen where you like undo little fucking magic things that happen. And then eventually somebody in your group gets cursed. And there's like this huge booklet of like different ways that are different things that happen to where you both have to separate into your rooms and everybody has their own different goals to do while he's being cursed. (laughs) And it ends up being this huge, fun, awesome fucking game. So that's been my cool experience with it. Nice. Yeah. I mean, magic's a card game, but it's not a video game. So like... I love fucking magic. It's not a board game, though. 
Um, yeah, but it's an analog game. I mean, right? Yeah, it's it's tangible. Um, I played. I recently went to a beach house. I was invited uh, by Mandy because a lot of her friends were going to a beach house, and they play. They had like a, a thousand board games out there. I played one that was like Monster in Tokyo or something like that. It was pretty interesting. I, I was digging that. Um, you know, growing up, my go-to games were like fucking Candyland. Candyland was like amazing. I love that game. Shoots and Ladders was fun. <laughs> um, but fucking little, little House on the Prairie. Yeah, it, dude. Uh, wait, what was the game from SpongeBob called? That's like escalators, snakes and, and ladders, snakes and escalators, snakes and escalators, snakes escalators, and escalators, escalators. <laughs> um, I'm 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 into board games. I actually like my dad just bought me a board game because I just finished the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and that guy like created a board game that's like in the like you're in the rat race until you get a certain amount and then you break out of the rat race and you start like building more and more money and by the end you have to have the most money or whatever. So I don't know. I, I might play that but it's I think a very board games accounting are dope. style game. Yeah. It is. How to make your money into more money. <laughs> that's finance. Okay, money, dude. money, no, money, money. Money, money, money. Yeah, I, I don't play a lot of board games, but I have like a tremendous respect for them. And even just hearing uh, Hunter and Max both describe the games that they're playing, it's why I respect them so much. And it's because a lot of people make a big fuss over whether video games can or cannot tell stories. And I feel like that the way video games can is in, in, in the ways that video games can tell stories that are absolutely unique to them is if they do it through their mechanics and through their systems. And that's exactly what is happening when you play a board game, right? When you think about a board game in the physical sense, what are you doing? You're rolling dice, you're moving pieces, and you're imagining everything that's happening. But what you're doing is very trivial. Like you just have some boards and some tokens that you're moving around and this game is just happening in front of you. And I love, I've heard about that Haunted Mansion game that you're talking about, Max. And the, I, I actually use it often in, in, as an example when it comes to, to storytelling in games because the way the mechanics are set up, you can say, I was playing this game, I was Dr. Frankenstein, and we are going through this house when so-and-so got cursed, which means we needed to perform this ritual. And you, you tell the story through the actions you did in the game. And I think that is really it really speaks to how video games can tell stories if they want to i also think um board games are some of the best places to start when it comes to learning game design because they are in like they're as raw and simple as it gets when it comes to designing a game like if you want to design a game to be played a board game or a card game is where you want to start because you're going to write the rules and you're going to hand the rules to somebody and you're going to watch them read the rules and try to play your game and you can iterate on what went wrong right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And there's been like a there's been a board game renaissance in the last like 6 to 8 years where board games have blown up and it's I I love I just love the verbs and the vocabulary that come out of board games because at the end of the day it's it's one of the purest forms of play, right? Like you have a playground, which is your board and you have rules which create order. And this order has a start and a finish. And it's, it's all of the elements of play in one spot. And I, I, and what I was saying earlier, I love the verbs around it because I just love mechanics and board games that create interesting sentences. You know what I mean? Like it's very cool that you can play a game like a uh, rich dad, poor dad and say, you need to, you need to fight through the rat race until you break out. And then at this point you can do this that, and the other, you're describing how to play the game, but you're also telling like a story in a very universal sense, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really cool. 
Um, you know, it's the same reason. Like what I what I will give Persona Five is the ver like the way I the way I talk about the game. I think is fucking cool, right? Like I'll be talking to Andrew and I'm like. Yeah, what I do is I just catch all the personas first and then all the extras I just fucking send to the guillotine, the guillotine and fuse them together. And it's like the fact that you can say all these things and they're actually mechanics in the game, I that's I, I'm always impressed by that. So that's yeah. sort of my, my board game shtick. Yeah, oh. and it's always great that it's just like really accessible too. Like if you buy the game, it's not like your friend has to buy the game in order for you to play it. Like you have the game. Now it's everyone very, can play it. It's a classic style yeah, do of you human interaction. <laughs> Shit. And people that don't like playing games are more likely to play board games than probably pick up a random video game and start playing. You know? It's less intimidating usually. Yeah, it's, usually. In and, it's more in and out. You know? yeah. Well, you don't, have to, yeah, you don't have to learn how to hold a controller. <laughs> yeah. Any more mail for us, Chase? We got a few more, but we'll keep them in the bag. Yeah. Let's to, let that mailbag fill out nice and, nice and fat like. Mm-hmm. Well, boys, this has been a wonderful show, as per usual. We laughed. We cried. We had some deep thoughts about the greatest fruit We shit of all on time. bananas. For yeah, we shit on bananas all Which fucking day. Which was great. I, that really was cleansing for me. I'm, I'm happy. You, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that you guys got something out of today's episode. I'm not sure if I have or ever will from this point forward now. I'm going to have to go home and reevaluate my life. What's better, bananas or avocados? Got a lot of thinking to do. Uh, but before we get out of here, I just want to let you guys know that all of our episodes are on wittybantershow.com. We've got, you can follow the show at Witty Banter Show. We're on, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're, we're everywhere. You, you know? can literally find this show anywhere you go. It's in your face. You got no excuse. Bladoing. Right? You can also follow Chase at Bodacious Chase, and you can follow Max at probably Max. Uh, any final words from you gents before we head on out? Thunder Horse for the win, dude. We'll see y'all next week. Adios. Bye. Beep, beep, beep.